Cortex, Thickwick, Random Styles. Hey, yo. we're back at it. Yeah, all right. The first of the f- new year. The first episode of 2024. Yeah. 20- well, I guess like you know, the New Year special was technically the first one, but um, we didn't record it in 2024. It was the eve of the new year. Yes. So this is the first one of the year. This is the first time of this year that we're meeting that we are meeting in 2024 in 2024 yeah i'm just repeating what you say do you <laughs> do you feel different from the year previous year i don't think so you're not a person that t- likes that whole new year new me thing go- yeah i've never like do you like any of the sayings like uh what other sayings are there uh what's the other one like uh this is my year and stuff. Like, uh, what is it? I was thinking of one and I forgot. Um, just like the whole, like, uh, this is my year kind of thing. And like, uh, well, I, I can't think of how my mind is fucking gone. I don't know. I mean, I feel like sometimes I have like just kind of a negative outlook when it comes to that kind of stuff. So I don't. Do you think bad like, things are coming? No, no, not, not like that. <laughs> but, but more of like a, what's the point? There's nothing different. I'm the same person that. Why do I have to wait for the year to start in order to to do the changes? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's right. That That is the correct way to think about it. Because you don't need New Year's to start whatever you want to start. Just do it now. Whatever you're trying to do, do it now. Like we started doing this, we and we just did it. We didn't wait till New Year's, right? No, we started in June, I think. <laughs> yeah, because I was like, let's just do it now, and and uh, I think that's a mindset you sh- that that's the healthiest. But as I get older, I think that having a point where everyone kind of reevaluates what they're doing is good. Like overall, it is a good thing to think about. Hey, maybe I'm not doing the things that I want to be doing. I want to be doing more of this or I want to like you said, I want to be doing more voice work, you know, like those kind of things. And if it takes the new year for you to remember that you're like, hey, I don't like what I'm doing or how I'm feeling. So maybe I should change things for the new year. Yeah. it's like, this is when everybody wants to start heading to the gym, you know, and stuff like that. And, and I, which is good. I'm not saying don't like, if it's for you, then do it. I mean, you hear people shit on it. Like that's dumb. That's stupid. Like blah, blah, blah. Like you should just do it. Like they're right. They are right. But at the same time, it's not, most situations are not black and white. It's not just like, you're right. You're wrong. Like the person that also wants to start working out in the new year is also right because they should be. And if it takes the new year to do it or for you to get that spark of, hey, I'm going to I'm going to fucking do it. You know, like then I think that's that's healthy, too, because you're doing it like whatever it takes for you to do or be a better person, I think, is overall good. And I think we can if you need the new year, use it. 
use all the sayings, do all the things that people do. They start a cleanse or something. Have you ever done a, what, a juice cleanse or anything? Or? I have. I've yeah. done a, I've tried a, a cleanse back in the day. Like, like I mean, just I've liquid? done just, I've, I've done Soylent like as my meals for every single day. What, what, what was it? Soylent. What the f- toilet? Soylent. I'm just kidding. <laughs> what is toilet? Yeah, just drink toilet water. <laughs> I thought it, it was a new- the pipes. <laughs> Dude, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a TikTok about how to drink toilet water. And how- oh my God. <laughs> Oh my god, that'd be dude, so Dude, we bad. should make one. Dude, I bet, how many people would try it? Like, yeah, Enough, man. man. I, would do, I did this for seven days. I drank toilet water exclusively. We shouldn't even like say as like, oh, this is a new thing to drink toilet water. We should do it as in like, here's how you should drink your toilet water. Or what if we just... Been- Have you tried garnishing your toilet water with some lemon juice? I know, right? <laughs> I bet. Um, or what if we say, like, back in the um, when they invented toilets, this is actually what they used to do. Um, they used to fish out the water with a ladle, yeah, and was, they would put that water into a big communal jar. Yeah, and that's where they would get their water from, and yeah. those evolved into what we now have as drink dispensers. Yeah, yeah. If we made, <laughs> if no. you made none of that's real. If you made something like that, people would believe it. Yeah, if you say it like that, like, you know, if you yeah. do something and say something with like you back it up with like half history facts or something like that, like of other there's things. There's so much shit that goes out there and now you show you- like some Egyptians like hieroglyphics and they have like a, a, a bidet toilet or something and they're <laughs> drinking water out of it or something. You tried dude, a bidet like, toilet? Um I don't I've never had the a, official bidet experience like where it's the side little spot where you move over after your oh where it's like just a dedicated yeah no yeah but i've had the bidet sprays and where you attach yeah we have one Mm -hmm. on our toilet it's awesome it's fucking great life-changing yes it's like i should have been doing this a whole time i know when i don't get to use it i feel like a piece of shit you know i exclusively but i'm saying shit upstairs in my bathroom because yeah. that's where the bidet is. But like if you have to go in a public setting or something. Oh, I just don't. I know, but I'm saying there's like those emergencies or like or you're on vacation. Yeah, and you yeah, can't yeah, get right, to one. You're, right. you're just like, man, I'm a disgusting piece of shit. I hate that. <laughs> you know, like you're like, I gotta. I, but I, I do uh, like wipes too. Like the wipes. So we were doing the wipes before, but. Now we do bidet. We just do the bidet. You really can just use the bidet. Sometimes I, I mean, I still have wipes and I'll use a wipe afterwards to just like uh, catch anything else, a bidet mist or something. But um, for the most part, it's just like uh, you run it through with some toilet paper and you're like, oh, there's, there's nothing on here. Like, uh, as, at least for me, when I have a clean experience, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of a dirty kind of subject. But <laughs> it's a fucking life subject, bro. But everybody, everybody th- poops. Everybody shits. Everybody shits. Everybody burps. Dude, I, I saw this thing and it fucking like hit me. It was like someone was saying something like, you, you're not your body. You're not your body. Yeah. That's interesting. You are your, your, your brain. You're your brain surrounded in, you're you're you you are inside a uh, bone yeah and ligaments and everything else like we're basically just bio mechs yeah <laughs> we're just running in our own mech suits here and they still haven't figured out all of the human body yeah 
they're still researching the mechanics of the human body. We still don't know. So, I mean, they, they stopped doing... They get close to try to replicate things, but you can never completely get... Yeah, the whole... I mean, if you break down the whole circuitry of uh, of the body and the nerves and the, and the uh, you know, <clears throat> blood vessels that you have running through your your body, it's, it's a pretty intricate, crazy machinery. It really is. It's organic machinery. But yeah, like you're saying, we are not our body. We're, this is like our, our, our mech suit, dude. It's our fucking... If you, if you really think about it, like... This is our suit. Our Everything suit. just goes straight to your central brain. And that's what's controlling us all. Well, there's a whole thing about consciousness and how uh, I get there was like some FBI like documents that were released saying that they are aware that our consciousness is not inside of our body. Yeah, I did. I did see something like that from like the 60s or yeah. some shit. And I'm like, what? They're messing so- with like LSD and so our conscious they can't find consciousness in the body in the brain it's not there so they don't know like your soul you know the person the being that you are is not encompassed in this so it's like where it's like we're uh so it makes me think we're like um we're like a bluetooth connected to this body you know like our essence of ourself is something bigger we're just using this to navigate through this world you know but we're not this and like <clears throat> they know that too because um there was this other scientist or doctor i can't remember what his name was but um he was saying that all the atoms in your body are replaced every six months mm-hmm. and every year you're just a whole new person literally like all the cells in your body eventually like get replaced yeah i think it's like what seven years by seven years you are completely different yeah because after every last bit of you after seven years there's nothing in, in your body that's been there before long. it was regenerated yeah which is crazy so we're literally <clears throat> i guess unless you like get an implant or some shit <laughs> we're literally a new person so you <clears throat> the the person that you were before you literally are not the same person and it gets kind of it gets it does get a little bit more weird when you stop age when you stop like growing right when you fully become an adult you don't grow anymore you stop i think the only thing that continues to grow is your nose and your ears yeah your nose and your ears but which is weird <clears throat> your your face is fully formed your your hair never stops growing too. I think corpses have their hair keeps growing or something like that. But um no one thing stops after time, but no. Because your hair is dead. Mm. Like your hair, your fingernails, those things are not alive. Mm. Like maybe I'm thinking of by the time your hair comes out of its follicles and stuff, like all this is just it's just there's nothing. There's no life to it. Mm. So then we just manage it. But it's like you don't get any taller. Your arms, your legs, are they're done growing. You're not getting any longer. So it's just it's just kind of weird. You're in this growth part where that's it. You're done. You've officially reached your point of growth. And then now you're just going to move through the rest of your time as this entity because you know the our most like our most uh you know 
most of our experiences are experienced through childhood and that, that shapes the way that we are. You know, we always go back to, I did this as a kid or this made me happy when I was a kid, or you have these like hardcore memories that are like ingrained into your system as a kid. But once you're an adult, you, you have less of those. It feels like, and you're already, you're already formed as a person. So those spots are already taken. So you kind of just taking experiences and just kind of fine tuning who you are because you can't you can't redo childhood you know you can't be like yeah i want to go back to that fucked up part and redo it you know like it's it's already there it's it's hardwired into your system now you can only reshape it um but it's there it it's it's literally the the markings of your personality but <clears throat> i don't know i don't know where i was going with that but <laughs> it's just I, don't know, I, I get distracted with the dogs i know they're having the time of their life i don't too, know what really. they're fucking doing you know? they're, they're, they're just being disruptive i know right we should just kill them just kidding. <laughs> don't see those are my babies we should just my murder children. we must get rid of them now i'm just kidding <laughs> no no <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> what did you just say? What? <laughs> uh, have you been uh, watching anything? Not recently. What did I watch recently? Oh, I watched Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer. Yeah. Did you watch it in one sitting? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. I haven't I watched lo- it yet. I force myself to watch things in one sitting because I want the from the beginning to the end, the feeling. This is the, what the director set up, right? He wanted to generate this type of from and I already know Christopher Nolan. He has something coming for you. Like there's he's been setting something up all movie for you to and he did that in Oppenheimer too. I'm not gonna tell you what it is, but it's cool. Or I liked it. Um he he's telling you a story about this this individual Oppenheimer, and it is really about him. I I get why I mean the, the title why they named it that because it really is like his story and his perspective mm. of everything and you get to follow this person through the the years of the you know the 40s and the 50s and even as he ages i mean is he is he still alive is Oppenheimer still alive? i don't, I don't know think if, so i don't even know if he's still alive uh-huh. um it's funny how your phone automatically starts typing it in too because it's it's almost like they know what you're gonna um, start typing because my my text correct. Oh, he's not alive, bro. When did he die? Sixty seven. Really? He only made it sixty seven. J. Robert Oppenheimer, right? Okay. Uh, for some reason, I thought he was alive in the nineteen oh four to sixty seven. Mm, he's a lot older than I thought. I mean, young. Cillian Murphy does such a good job with him. I mean, I I think he should be nominated for an Oscar for that performance. I, I really liked it. He's such a good actor. I mean, everybody was good in it. Robert Downey Jr. was good in it. Oh, he had cancer. Oh. Laryngeal cancer. Cancer of the um, laryngeal voice box. Wow. That's, that's, dude, you don't hear about that type of cancer. I wonder if it's because of his work. Or they smoked a lot. Yeah, yeah, people yeah. Were smoking a lot. Yeah, now that I think about it, they were smoking cigarettes the whole time. You smoked cigarettes everywhere back in the day. It was a social thing. Dude, I've seen the weirdest fucking movies recently. 
Okay. Well, hold on, hold on. Before we move on to the, a different movie, I just want to say yeah. that it... it <sighs> I'm almost glad I didn't watch. I really wanted to watch it in IMAX, and I talked about it, and I was pumped about seeing it in IMAX. But after watching it, I kind of feel like it wasn't made for IMAX. No. It, it really was a drama. I mean, the explosions and everything looked awesome and crazy. And um, like I, I, we mentioned before, um, he Chris Nolan didn't use any CGI for the movie. And you could see. You could see he didn't. He, it was real. Those are real explosions. Um, he probably used camera angles and stuff to make it look bigger, maybe. Yeah. Because you can't make an atomic right. level no. explosion. You know, but, gonna let you do that. <laughs> but it was cool. That scene was cool. When North they test, Korea, maybe. When they tested it, it was awesome. Like, that was one of the coolest. Um, but, but most of the movie was a drama. Um, and I, I couldn't stop thinking because there's a couple of parts where, um, you know, like he's having sex and stuff. And like, I just imagine being the IMAX and seeing two people like giant ass people having <laughs> yeah, sex on the screen, giant titties on the screen. Like, <laughs> dude, at one point, like the chick that he's like with or he, he uh, sees every now and then she's just sitting in a chair talking to him naked. Like, and you can see his tits and then he's naked too, but you can't see his dong or anything, mm-hmm. but he has legs crossed. But um, but they're both just naked. And I'm just, in my mind, I'm just thinking about all the people that bought tickets to see it at IMAX and the big-ass screen. And you see Cillian Murphy sitting butt-ass naked and you see his... Um, well, like, we've said it before, but in, like, theaters, there's certain places that they they f- had an intermission. For that movie? For that movie. Okay. Yeah. See, that's okay. Um, intermission is okay because you can take a break of it. And I actually did get up and I made popcorn or something. I remember. I forgot what I did. So I did kind of have like a little mini intermission. You do that for plays too. I mean, it's hard to keep people in their seat for a long ass time, oh, especially yeah. a four hour play or something, you know? Like, and a play, you know, they use that time too. It's usually they'll have the intermissions when um, they change larger set pieces. Exactly. You know, they need, they need time too. So, but yeah, um, it, it was a good, it's a good movie to watch from, from start to finish if you can get through it because he's setting it up. He's, he's showing you a story and he's going to end it too. And that the scenes with Albert Einstein were cool. Cause it's just cool to, I don't, I never heard like Albert Einstein, like speak that much. And I mean, I've read stuff about him and I've read his work and so like that, but I didn't, and I don't know, for some reason, I always thought he was like, I, you know, the timeline, like, you don't know when he was alive. Like, he was older in the 40s. He was, old, like, one of the older guys. But, um, just as... He was German, right? Yeah. Yeah, and they talk about that. There's a whole German thing about it. Cause he, but, um, yeah. Yeah, no, it was just a good story. If you, you can always count on Christopher Nolan to give you a good story. Like, you're not going to be disappointed. He's going to give you a good story. You might not um, think it's the greatest movie ever, but he's going to give you a good story. And he gives yeah. you he gives you complicated stories, too, because that was the thing that I watched the interview with him. And I, I think I talked about this before, but I don't remember. But um, he did an interview where he talked about how people complain about his movies sometimes, that they're complicated, that people are like, I don't want to sit through something I can't understand or it's too much thinking or like he's putting all the, but he's like his his point was um if you don't make something 
thought provoking, then you're not going to be engaged because you're going to be like, oh, I already know he, the guy's going to get the girl at the end. They're going to save the day, blah, blah, blah. It's right. over. That's not that's not fun. That's not enjoyable. He's giving you something to think about and he's giving you something to watch over again because there was so many dialogue scenes and so many things going on. I have to watch it again because I miss things. I miss things in the movie. I miss little parts that I'm going to go back and watch and I'll be like, oh, OK, I get that. I get why that was happening and this and that. Because there's a lot. There's a war going on at the same time. There, There's a there's there's basically an arms race to get the atomic bomb. They know Germany's working on it. The Nazis. They know Russia is working on it because they, they have a similar scientists going back and forth. You know, the, a lot of the college educated scientists are, get educated in America, too. So they know they're going back and forth. They know what their research or what they're working on. Um, but but yeah, it was it was just an entry interesting timepiece and he gives you he always gives you something to think about and something always to uh, contemplate and and I think that is where this where great stories happen is when you if he doesn't just spell it out to you, he lets you think about it and lets you figure it out. Like, oh okay. You know. Because then it makes you more engaged. You want to know more about these guys. You right. know, you want to know more about what was happening and it would be cool to research. And there's some other things that I wanted in the movie because I just want explosions. <laughs> but um it's not a Batman movie, you know. And uh you know, I don't want to say too much about what I didn't uh or what I wanted to see cuz it'll take away from the story, I think if you haven't seen it, but yeah, I, I would recommend it to anybody that likes movies. If you like movies and you like stories and you're not afraid to watch a dialogue movie, then watch it. And it's going to be good dialogue. It's not boring. Um it's always interesting. He keeps you engaged for sure. And the the way they shot everything, I mean, you feel like you're in the 40s, you know, um, Celine Murphy, the house that he's living in, it's all wood. You know, those old houses oh, yeah, yeah, with yeah. the wood on the walls and the wood I used door. to live in one of those houses. Those are awesome. I know. And like he, he makes you feel like you're in that time period, you know, with the way that they're you know, dressing and talking and all that stuff. So it was a, it made me think about, um, his son though, cause he has a kid in the, in, in the movie and his name is Peter, Peter Oppenheimer. I was like, what is Peter doing? You know, what is he up to? We can find out. But I remember thinking that while I was watching the movie, cause he, they had like Peter, he's still around too. Or he's 82. He? He's 82. Wow. Was he a scientist too or no? He is an actor known for Dr. Atomic and Bloomberg Wall Street Week. Okay, so he became an actor. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Man, it was such a crazy time though, man. Like, And there's some parallels to the way that they handled the atomic bomb and, and the race for the biggest um, nuclear bomb to the way that we're treating AI now. You know? Yeah. Because like they, there is a race. Gonna, um, did you hear Microsoft is updating the keyboard for the first time in like forever? They're changing it. Yes. So their their newest version of Windows is going to have uh, an AI assistant type thing built into it. 
right? So there's like an AI button or something. Yeah, they're going to add an AI button to the keyboard. Mm, that's what they want to do. Dude. They're, mm-hmm. they're pushing forward. And it, it's this is a good movie to watch because you're watching history and history is literally repeating itself. We're in a race. It's not for the biggest bomb now, but it's for AI. And whoever gets to the end first is going to be in control because it's that powerful. AI is going to be that powerful and it's coming. Um, the, the, I don't know, the, what is it called? The, uh, why do I want to say advanced? What's AI again? It's the artificial, artificial, the artificial intelligence, but artificial general intelligence is what they're working on. And some of them have, have gotten closer to it or they think they've cracked it. Um, yeah. And see that there's issues because there's things going on. We don't know. And we're not going to know until they're already, you know, years from now. You're right. Because we're in it. Yeah. And you don't like this, like the way that Oppenheimer and that time period was happening. It was too much for anybody to know what was going on. But now you watch the movie and you can see everything together. Like they would make a movie about this time right now and show. Cause like this, the stuff that happened with open AI and how they removed, um, what's his name? What the heck is the founder's name? Do you remember opening? Oh, I can't remember. Gosh, it's on the tip of my tongue and I can't think of it. Let me just look it up real quick. Oh, shit. I still had that on. Uh, Sam Altman. Sam Altman. Yeah. yeah. Remember, they removed Sam Altman from OpenAI. Like the board. The board removed him from the company. His yeah, own, and then his he'd own go company. to like somewhere else. And He's, then... He... Um, signed up with Microsoft. This all happened in like the span of like three days. Yeah. It was super quick. He was removed. Then he was back reinstated like within days because, you know, the whole board um, rescinded and the, the employees said they were going to quit and, and go to Microsoft if because um, they heard Sam was going to Microsoft and they never said what happened. They never said what was the reason for the removal they just said there was he wasn't being forthcoming with information or something like that or there was some kind of uh, miscommunication about what was going on or something like but that doesn't seem like enough to remove a guy from his own company that he started which is weird i mean like they've done that before they removed steve jobs from apple yeah but there was i mean it all comes down to money business but when you're working with ai there's something else going on but then like you said like people don't don't know everything we don't know and we kind of know what was going on with steve jobs at the time because we were we got like two movies from it right well i mean now yeah that's what i'm saying now we're always going to know more in the in the in the future or after things settle you think steve would be doing with ai Oh, he would be all over it. He'd be all over it. He was, dude, he was always thinking ahead. And like, he didn't want any buttons on the iPhone. Remember the the circle button that was left? Like the, the, he wanted a mouse without buttons. Like he, his whole thing was like removing, uh, he wanted to be so much more pure with the technology. 
Um, so he would, of course, he would be all over AI. I'm sure that Apple might have been more aggressive too in their. I don't know what they're. Do you even know what they're working on with AI? I mean, everybody has an AI project going I don't on. Know. I feel like for Apple, it would be they wouldn't want to introduce something new. I guess Siri is their AI, right? Siri is their virtual assistant. But it's like, but they're... it doesn't work the same. Like the way AI works and the way that like assistants work is not the same. So what I would, if I was to guess, if the Apple did anything, just looking at their their track history, they don't, they like subtle change. So I would think that they would implement AI type um, attributes. Oh, you know, what? hold on, hold on, before we move on anymore, Siri. let's let's do a toasty. We didn't even toast this year. Okay. <laughs> Toast. Toast. To 2024. Ooh. It's not cold anymore, but it's good. No. You know you're supposed to add a little water to your whiskey? You can, yeah. You want some? I got some water in here. No, it's, I'm good. I'm good. I'm going to add a little bit of mine. Go for it. Oh, you got water right there. Yeah, I got water. Supposed to enhance, enhance the flavors. There we go. I want to take a drink of water too. But yeah, what were you saying? You, uh, what do you think Apple would do with AI, or what they're doing? Uh, I think they would just implement the AI if they have anything they're working on into Siri. Like they would just merge it. Yeah. That's what I think too. I think they would just use their their base of Siri and then just try to expand her more. Right. Yeah. But they because don't, they don't want to, and then they would just be kind of forced onto people's stuff. They have the Apple um, virtual reality that they came out with. What do you think about those goggles? I guess that's where they're going. So what they're doing for their, um, and it's not really virtual reality, it's augmented reality. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right, because you can so see. Augmented reality is where they take, you know, you, you get a view through. So it's just like wearing regular glasses or something. And then you can add things on top of it. So think like Pokemon Go, right? Yeah. That's augmented reality where you can move your camera and then you see a Pokemon somewhere. Yes. So for Apple with their stuff that they're doing, what they're doing is not new. What they're doing, other people have been doing. Facebook does it with an Oculus Quest and it's it's way more... um, Meta. Yeah, but uh, but the thing is, is that what Apple has done differently is the hardware. So they have, and this is at the time that they had originally announced this and released it, like that I'd looked into. So don't quote me on all the specifics, but the basic gist of it is that they have multiple processors in there specifically to render everything with little to no lag whatsoever, because Mm. that's the big issue with, with AR is that you can put yourself in this immersive, you know, idea, but you still are filtering through yourself. So there would be a lag of what you see and what's going to happen. So like you move your finger and you touch something and that's like a couple millisecond lag, you still, feel it like you know if i if i move this thing i expect it to move a certain way yeah but if i touch it and then like half a second later it it does the move or whatever it is you know um then that that's it's not user friendly yeah and when you have your your eyes on something now you're creating like a sense of nausea 
you know, because the things you're seeing are happening delayed than what you're physically doing. And so that makes you nauseous. And that's one of the issues with VR to begin with. So as we get more into it, we, we can get more clear displays um, with more uh, better refresh rates is the thing. It's because we want to get to a part where we can make this as seamless as possible. I think I want to wait till their next version of their glasses. Definitely. I would, yeah. I would, I would wait to see it. But because um, the thing I didn't like about it was that big ass fucking battery. Pack. And you have to, though, because like. Because our you the battery the, the battery technology is not there yet, we haven't figured that out. When they when they start implementing more solid state batteries and they 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 fine tune that technology, I think that's what we'll see. Because right now with current battery usage, we use lithium ion batteries, right? So you have, uh, and again, I'm not an expert, but the gist of it is that we have these like metal plates in the batteries and there's liquid that goes through it and there's energy that passes through the liquid and the plates and that creates the charge and whatnot. Okay. Um, and so with the lithium ion batteries, one of the issues with them is like when they expose to air and stuff, they explode and whatnot. Solid state batteries, they eliminate the need for the, um, liquid part of it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Which means that they can produce energy that's, I want to say it's cleaner and it's more efficient. So for an example, when Tesla was getting their batteries set and then we talk about specs and stuff, they could probably get like 200 or 300 on like their top batteries as far as like miles per hour and how far they can go and whatnot, right? Toyota has boasted that working on their solid state battery technology, they're able to get 700 plus miles on a charge. That's crazy. And because they, they've removed layers of what needs to, to happen for these batteries to gain a charge, they can actually charge things faster. So you can rapidly charge these batteries safely without the need for these uh, um, taking forever to charge them. So we're, we're still in the infancy of watching all of these things happen. You know, I mean, if we look back and, and think about like, you know, what, what's a standard you would say miles per gallon for a gasoline vehicle? Um, on the highway, you probably want like at least 20 miles a gallon, um, 18, 20. And I feel like that's pretty low, right? Because yeah. on like on the highway, I think for for more modern, like let's talk about a sedan or something, we could probably see closer to like thirty, right? Maybe maybe yeah. forty in, in the in the city. Mm-hmm. And but if we go back in time and we take a look at when automobiles started becoming mass produced and everybody started getting them, um, we were looking at maybe like. 15 yeah it was low. 16 10 miles per gallon trucks that were like seven miles per gallon i love that i love i love watching die hard and seeing the gas price because there's that point where um the cop is buying donuts or he's buying twinkies and uh he hears a, a call from nakatomi tower and he's right at the gas station and he walks outside and the camera pans with him and he and you see the gas price 
of the gas at the time at AM PM. And, um, it's like 70 cents a gallon or something. Oh, yeah. like that. And I remember when it, uh, like when it was like at a dollar and stuff back in when I was a kid. Yeah. Like cheap and shit. Um, we definitely need to get off of, off of that for sure. And, but what I'm know, saying man. though, is my point is, is that electric vehicles have started becoming more prominent only within the last decade. Right. If we look at, at the battery technology and everything that they've come across so far, they've only are improving it. And we've only been in it. Like I said, like it's just been like a decade, maybe like I don't even want to say 20 years max because I, I maybe maybe like 15. I want to say that Kia had a, an electric car that they were trying out in the 90s. Yeah, but nothing great. But and nothing a lot of them have. And, and yeah, and they couldn't because yeah. like you look at down. like the Nissan Leaf, you know, one of the first electric vehicles that was mm. um, out there. And those things don't even get like 60 miles on a charge. Really? They're that low? Oh, yeah. Because the never technology, looked into it. I mean, when you look back that far. Yeah. Um, but again, that far, we're talking like early 2010s, maybe late 2000s. Yeah. And we're looking at a huge difference in efficiency in vehicles the way that we produce them now in traditional gasoline vehicles um, than what we did in like the 80s, right? I mean, if that was what, 40 years ago? A while ago. Yeah. 30, 30 plus. So in that short amount of time, we've made huge strides in how efficiently we can create motors and things and, and keep working on the gasoline combustion engine oh it's it's accelerating we're accelerating so and we're fast. talking about an engine that was developed when in the early 1900s late 1800s i think i think there's gonna i think i want to see a combination of electric and gas together I mean, we've had that we have the hybrid cards and everything I, I know but i think that is the more sustainable way we can use less gas and then have this electric power uh, with it and I think those are the best, um, some kind of combination of both, because there's so many problems with electric vehicles right now. Well, that's my point. There's so many yeah. problems right now. And we've gone through the hybrid phase of it where we're, we're, we're going in, like, look at the Chevy Volt, like yeah. where that one is primarily the battery and you fill up the small little tiny gas tank, which is just pretty much a generator to help charge the battery. Yeah. And I think that's a good method because that's a, that's a fine method for, for that transitional point. But my, my point is, is that fully electric vehicles to be able to start, you know, competing with them. We're still in those very early phases. Like it took us a, a century to get to where we are now with the efficiency of, of modern gasoline vehicles. Electricity is going to be the way. And the benefit of us is that in this, in this realm of how fast technology moves now, things are going to start happening much quicker. So probably in like half the time, but we're still at a very early stage of it. When these next rounds, cause we're still in like that first round of how they do and did batteries, you know, the solid state batteries that they're coming out with, these are going to be a huge game changer. Do they, for how they, things are done. They they can make them not only charge quicker, be more efficient, last longer, and have a, 
higher range, but they're also cheaper to produce. But can they survive the cold? Well, that's the thing is, yes, because... That's the problem that these tests are having. They're stuck. And why is because the liquid. It freezes. Mm -hmm. And it takes so long to warm up. Because they need to warm up the battery in order to do that. And the solid-state battery, you don't need to do that. That's why I was thinking that uh, a hybrid is a good option because you have both supplies there because you can yeah. use the gas yeah. and, and that's definitely like a good option if you wanted to be realistic on on overall efficiency everywhere yeah right now yeah definitely it's it's harder to jump into full electric cars and then maybe and that's we'll- why not every manufacturer has like an entire line of full electric but what i'm saying is that we're still in an infancy of it, we're about to hit that next level soon. Within uh, the next five to 10 years, we're going to see a massive change in the way that they produce these electric vehicles. Yeah, they need to. They need to fix and it. And then it's, that type of technology, ready. when they end up throwing that into our phone, we're going to end up talking about like having, you know, how often do you got to plug your phone in? At well, least once a day, right? I don't even want to use electricity. Is there, what about? What about Doc Brown, man? He was throwing trash into his DeLorean, dude. How do we get to that point? I don't know if we ever will. <laughs> Why not, dude? We could biodegrade things and like yes. use different power sources. But w- when you start talking about that, we have to start looking at sh- fusion all or something. The different or like, things that create that electricity. How about the hydrogen-powered cars. I mean, think about like hydrogen is is not. I don't know. A great they, way to go either. They're trying. There, there is a company that's they're, working on it. Uh, yeah, and uh, who is it? I think it's Honda. Honda does hydrogen cars right now. You can go Do buy they, one. They have one. But do you just put water in it? No, it excels water. Like that's the that's what it it drips Discharge? out water. Yeah, mm. that's how hydrogen works. Well, there was water powered cars too. Yeah, have you ever heard about but, that? But they're not sustainably efficient. I don't know. So we, we have to look at, at it's it's not just like oh yeah well, we can power this sure we could try to power things off of of trash the guy that made it but got killed. the efficiency of it is yeah. is what's different what there's about, there's uh, so much more into it I I think we're gonna have other options like um because I I, uh, I saw this dude in Africa he developed a self powered TV. So a TV that doesn't use electricity, it doesn't plug into anything. But there has to be something to start it. Yeah. So what it's using, it, he has a, on the back of the TV, there's, um, it's using radio waves to power the TV because there's radio waves around us at all times. And somehow he's, he's been able to grab those radio waves and use it and power the TV. And he showed it. He turned it on and everything. It was pretty cool. I'm skeptical to think about how that can transfer into other things. Well, not see, but I'm not thinking of that being applied to like a car or something. I'm just saying people are developing other power sources like Tesla. Tesla always said there was, energy all around us so there was free energy around us um that we can use and this guy is starting to harm this guy has figured out how to harness some of that free energy because there is energy around us like but when we look at it from 
There was supposed to be Wi-Fi power, right? You could charge things with Wi-Fi. Isn't don't it's they not have like that? Wi-Fi, but yes. So, they, so Wi-Fi, cellular connection, anything that's wireless, it all goes through a signal, right? But really, still, there is a point where you have to distribute something through it. Okay. Um, think about like wireless charging. We still have to get a power source to throw through it before it can have the efficiency to to send electricity through nothing, yeah. right? Um, and wireless charging isn't as efficient as like plugging it directly in. Not yeah, not yet. Right, not yet. And that's my point with the with the cars too. Is, yeah. is we're going to get to a point where the batteries become more efficient. Uh, the way we utilize the energy is more efficient. I mean, right now, sure, you want to we we could talk about like getting rid of electricity altogether and find a whole other different power source. But at the end of the day, we still are converting it into electricity. Electricity runs through everything. Your brain and all of your functions run through electricity yeah you're, yeah, you're a conductor of electricity and even in electronics that we have right now they'll probably harness energy from our own body comes from electricity <laughs> dude you might be able to charge your phone just by putting it in your pocket dude possibly man because <laughs> they have those um kinetic watches you know that um it recharges the battery with movement so they're not they're not batteries, though. There's no batteries. It's not charging it. It's The watches are different because what you're doing is you're still creating a motion, right? There's, there's, it's, it's a basic law of, like, physics. You can't have something without putting something in. There needs to be a, an input to have an output of some form. And so, yeah, you, you, we can talk about the kinetic movement of, of like watches or charging things. Right. But we still need that energy to, to move. Well, yeah. Your energy is already there because you're moving your arm. Yes. Yeah. The moment you stop, then, then you got to go and now do your watch again. So we've had that type of technology for a yeah. bit. Yeah. Um, I have a watch in there actually, uh, in, in the drawer there that it, the way it works is, and you can see it because it's a skeleton watch, so which means like the pieces are um, visible. Uh, it winds. So the movement of the watch has a weight and it will wind it the weight, which then winds the gears. And that movement of, of winding will then allow those gears to move in their precise moments that they need to move. And if that watch sits the time will not tick because mm. it will eventually become, you know, where it's lost energy. There's no more energy. There's no input yeah. for it to give any output. So they'll actually sell you like holders and cases or like boxes where you put your watch in and you plug this into a wall or some shit and it will move your watch for you. So your watch is always on time. So you don't have to go and, you know, yeah. redo your time and you shit. You have to keep putting the time in. So, but Everything that we've done so far, as far as like electronics, TVs, computers, your phone, your watch, even even these microphones, they all run off of electricity and it's various different amounts of electricity flowing through cables or flowing through um, different. Like if we look at a motherboard or a circuit board. They're all just little rivers of of uh, copper 
that the electricity flows through. And that's how like a processor works too. They connect all the different little parts to provide different voltage of electricity through everything. That's how you overclock a processor and speed up a computer is by applying more voltage to it to a point to where that thing can handle it or not. And then we get things where like thermal throttles, because at a certain point, that electricity is creating heat and the heat is an output and that output has to go somewhere else. Yeah. So it's an um, efficiency thing. So talking about perpetual energy, energy that just continues on, it it's not sustainable because there's all there has to be something to start it at least. So really, there's nothing that can run on its own without getting a start. And eventually, energy will start to slow. And, because if there's not additional flow, it can't be be held. So it can go for a while. But eventually, if we're not adding more to it, like we talk about the radio waves or, or something, that's still just energy flowing through. Yeah. And it's the ability to harness that type of energy yeah. and radio waves only they come from different things. So there's definitely a source out there. Like we talk about solar energy and that's literal invisible rays of energy coming from the sun, a nuclear energy. And we found ways to harness and pull that and then convert that to how we need it to run for what we use. Yeah, I think it's exciting. I, I like when I There's hear. There's just so much. I like when I hear other power or, or people figuring out different things, especially in, um, you know, like a poor country or something where they don't have um, nuclear power plants or, or uh, consistent energy sources. A lot of them power things by solar. Or um, I think uh, didn't didn't Mr. Beast go down there and power some shit or something? He went to like this island and gave them solar and internet, yeah, so that they can you know bring education and shit. I remember reading the story about the dude that invented um, uh, five hour energy drinks, and he has all kinds of projects too where he like um, he gave these people uh, a stationary bike and they would bike and that 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 would go into a battery and then that stored energy um they would use it to power their lights at night and stuff uh, like same that same fucking thing that yeah. um rick did remember in rick and morty <laughs> yeah. where he creates a battery that uh is containing its own little like universe in there yeah and he got the people yeah. to believe in <laughs> him as a god crystals <laughs> so he could say like the only way that things keep happening here is that you need to keep what was it like pedaling or something yeah. they had to keep like pushing on these boxes to create the power and that's how he has an infinite battery for his spaceship they think there is some uh, conspiracies there are some people out there that theorize that um that pyramids were a, a power source that um in its original state um with all the slate and everything that was on it because it had i think it had gold um built in to it um that it was conducting energy and they were using that energy to power their various things that they needed. So that's why you can't find any lights inside of the pyramid and stuff like that. Cause it had its own lights, um, that was being powered inside of it. But I don't know, man, it's crazy. It's there's, uh, there's a lot, there's, there's a, a huge lot of science. It's not as simple as just saying like one thing or another. And, and, and you know, I'm no fucking expert. I yeah. know the, the fucking rudimentary basics of it too, yeah. but and I can't go and, and teach this. <laughs> I no. barely understand it myself. I just know 
what I've already explained. I only know what I know. <laughs> okay, that's, that's great. And I don't know what I don't Thank know. Thank you for letting us know you know. I know what I know, and I know what I don't know. And I don't, I know, don't what know what I, I don't know. I don't know what I don't know. But, uh, Some people don't you know. know. <laughs> Some people know what they don't know. Like, you don't know what you don't know. Remember we talked about this? <laughs> you don't know what you don't know. But there's also things that you don't know that you don't know. Right? Yeah. Because as you start, that's, uh, I actually saw, um, uh, somebody break it down with, a with, a um, with, uh, gosh, why am I losing my words today? My, like a little graphic, like a little animation of when you start learning information, then you start realizing how much you don't know. Like mm-hmm. when you start learning about the universe, you're like, whoa, wait a minute. That's how it works. And I mean, then like, you I'm start self-aware thinking, right now, just talking about the electricity. Like I'm talking about only the things I know and there's so much more depth to it. There's a lot of things that are going on right now. I just can't tell you because <laughs> it's a lot. I can go to school for that but shit. I, I like seeing innovation and I like seeing people thinking outside the box. I think that's what I like the most because I, I don't. I always feel like we get funneled into one track thinking like it's either gas or electric. That's it. But I I feel like there is other options out there and we need these other options. It doesn't have to be you're, we're just going to erase one or the other. Like there can be hybrids. There can be combinations and there can be other things that power other things. Like, you know, they, they've been doing it for, uh, I think there was an episode in Robin big Remember back in the days where he was getting, he was powered his vehicle, vegetable oil. Remember he was going to Chinese. That's still a thing. It's still, it's called diesel. Yeah. And he would go around to all the Chinese restaurants and get their used oil and then use it to power his car. So Robert Downey Jr. Actually has a TV show. Where he takes his keys, he's got a huge vehicle collection, but he also wants to make an impact on the planet. Yeah. So he's finding ways to take his old classic cars and convert them to different type of energy. Uh, whether that be like full electric conversions, he's done ones where, you know, he's made it diesel. Like, for example... When I worked at McDonald's, yes, we had entire like tanks where we would put all the old oil that we used for frying shit, right? Yeah. French fries and shit, like little French fry oil. Okay? Yeah. Um, all of that would get disposed of, It'd go down a fucking drain. It goes to a different fucking tank somewhere, and there's an output at the at the the back of the restaurant. And at night, overnight, a truck would come. And they would siphon off all of our old oil for us. And then they would take it somewhere else. What are they doing with it? They convert it to fuel for the trucks. That are coming to pick it up? For the trucks that are coming to deliver product. Because we have to... There's trucks that have to to ship you fucking beef from God knows where. To another central location where they could package it up and do whatever the fuck they need, put it in a freezer, bring it back to the restaurant, right? So they would take the used fry oils from all the restaurants instead of just disposing of it, they'd upcycle it and turn it into diesel fuel. Isn't diesel engines, isn't it just using like pressure? Like a steam engine? They 
Because that's what I heard. No, it's it's different than that. It, it, it uses... Well, I mean, it, it depends. Biodiesel or regular diesel. There's like two different ones. And again, I don't fucking know all the science of it. But no, they, they still burn it off. It just burns it off differently. And the thing is, is like a diesel engine doesn't explode because it's not under pressure. So combustion engines are under pressure. That's why we have gasoline that gets pushed and we push the, the um, through those uh, injection. Like they talk about injection fueled. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what it is. It's pressure of fuel and a spark plug that ignites the fuel. And then they push on pistons to create revolutions. That's yeah, that, how we get that's RPM. A, yeah. That's the combustion. That's yeah. the, the explosions that are happening in the car. And we need those to then take the revolutions because energy has to go somewhere. Right. And we take the revolutions of energy and then we put it where, where it needs to go to, to move a fucking gear or transition, move the, the fucking wheels around. And now we've got movement. That's why we add a little bit more gas and things can go faster because we're, we're adding more fuel. It's like coal and stuff, right? Well, uh, as I understood it, or someone was explaining is that the diesel is more like, um, a, a pressure cooker like uh like the engines they used to use on trains and stuff like that where you like you said you would throw the coal in and it would so that would be steam yeah yeah and that was more of how diesel worked but i don't know i gotta look into it steam is actually kind of how um nuclear works yeah because they were um also i was reading about the uh, spiders how spiders um don't they're the, the only one are they the only one that only animal that, that has no muscles in their legs? I don't know. No, I feel like there's other ones that don't like insects and shit like that. Shit's even weirder, man. I don't know. Yeah. So they don't have Jesus. any, they don't have any muscles in their legs, um, like a tarantula or something. We're getting into way too much. And like, so, so they don't have any muscles in their legs, so they don't use muscle like every other animal to climb or to move and walk. They actually have a diaphragm that um, fills up with pressure and it it uses pressure. Yes, yes, Um, it uses, it's, it's kind of like. So if their diaphragm ever gets punctured, they can't move. That's why they start slow. And then that's why also when you kill a spider, their legs curl up because the pressure is gone. And you can take a body. dead spider and you can. I've seen people like inject things to like move them. Yeah. And the rudimentary like looking at this is um, you ever seen like cranes like people have uh, and they do this with hydraulic. like kids project like hydraulic cranes. Right. And the hydraulics is just adding either pressure or liquid to something. It can either be air or liquid. Yeah. And that amount of pressure will then force uh, a piston or something to move. Yeah. And when that piston moves, it either extends extends or um, retracts. And that's essentially how a spider's legs move. Yeah. Which is crazy because the, some of them can run fast and they're just, they're just constantly pressure, releasing pressure up in the pressure. At least that's how they're moving their legs and they control it. Oh, so weird. I don't even want to think about it. Cause I'm getting all <laughs> you know about insects you and spiders. Like I don't spiders. like, I don't like insects. 
How can we don't like insects? Because it's fucking weird. It's weird. I don't understand it, and I don't like it. What would be weird is if they were giant and oh, you had to fucking Jesus. fight. Do you a remember that, that shitty ass movie back in the day? The um, eight. What was it? It's not eight legged freaks, is it? <laughs> well, there was eight legged freaks. That is a movie. You're is talking that the about one where that, there was like fucking I, giant spiders and shit? Are you yeah. talking about the space one where they're like, it was the future? No, I think it was just eight legged freaks where they had to like fight these giant ass fucking spiders. Yeah, it was a 2000 movie. And these fucking spiders were attacking everything. Yeah, if that was. Uh, if they were live, uh, if they were human sized, like we'd be getting fucked up. But... Just freaking out. I don't like it. I don't like it. You know what? I watched a thing on ants the mm. other day, and um, ants, you know how they bite you with their, you know, they're like, they got the two little claws that what they do is they um, actually what they're doing is they grab your skin and they're using their stinger on the back of their. Um, but to sting you. So they're not, you, you don't get, um, stung by them biting you. You get stung by their stinger. It's stinging really? you from their, from their, um, their butt. And, and also that, that I think also depends on the species of ants too, because there are some ants that have like, their bite is super fucking strong like they bite through everything yeah they do have a strong bite but this the animation was showing how when they sting you they don't um they don't just sting you one time they like go they're like stinging you it's not like a bee where a bee just stings you once they're fucking you up dude like they just keep hitting you with their stinger and um it it makes sense Ugh. because every time I've seen I don't want to think about insects anymore. A, a, a fucking ant on me, they have been kind of curled up, like and they're going to fucking town, stinging me, stinging my leg, dude. And like I was like, oh, those sons of bitches. I always think of like, uh, honey, I shrunk the kids. Remember when they had like the little yeah. pen ant and they're like, auntie, <laughs> no, <laughs> the poor ant. Yeah, and then fucking Ant Man, dude. Ant Man mm-hmm. was like chilling with those dudes. How how would the Ants not fucking kill him, dude. Like when he's a little super small. Wouldn't they want to like fuck him up one time? I think he 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 did get freaked out of him. Wasn't there a scene where he was like practicing with the ants and then um he got freaked out so he went large and he's just like halfway in the ground. Yeah, yeah, he got he was a big old bump and just expands in the ground. So that would fuck you up too though, wouldn't it? Rapid expansion and underground. Like it's a whole fucking thing. Because when you're when you're smaller things things the environment is different the air that just like is here at all times moving around us you feel it more it feels like a fucking hurricane depending on how small you get yeah you can see like an ant when they're like drinking they can pick up a a water droplet Mm -hmm. and hold it like we can't do that we're too big to pick up a single droplet right and that's that's where where other things get crazy like we talk about the way that mass alters you at a, at a certain like that's why people who are much taller like we're talking like seven eight foot people 
Like they have Giants. a whole different atmosphere. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. Gravity pushes on them way different than it does for like shorter people. I know it's there's a lot more stress on their hearts because of their longer limbs and their body and stuff. They have to pump blood all the way to the end of their fucking fingers. You and have shit. to work harder for it. And so it has yeah. to work a lot harder. So a lot of them have enlarged hearts because of it. But which makes sense. They're pumping blood to mm-hmm. a whole different. And then we think like back where you're talking about like bees. If we took a bee and enlarged it, the mass of the bee's body would be too much for the bee's wings to actually carry it through the wind. Well, it is now. Like um, they don't know how bees fly. No, we do. No, they said that that they're the like you just said their bodies are too big for their wings, but they can still fly. Yes, and the way it does is because the different way that the air works with them, they they're like cutting through it like water. Yeah. The so last, their their wings are working like paddles, and that's see, how they they're moving around. Let me see if there's an explanation. Because last thing I heard is that scientists don't really understand why they can fly. It has to do with with mass and being like small and shit. Because if they were enlarged to like a larger size, they wouldn't be able to pull their bodies up. Because their wings wouldn't be able to push on the, the air the way it is. I like this myth buster thing, <laughs> like what it says. He goes, uh, there's a popular misconception that bees shouldn't be able to fly. In reality, that is not true because they can and do fly all the time. Well, yeah, duh. Yeah. We, it's not It's not that um, they shouldn't be able to fly. It's that we don't understand why they can fly. You know, that? <laughs> but it's just funny. Says, uh, here we go. The way they move their wings and and the generation of the tiny hurricanes that yep. lift them from upwards. So, bees have two sets of wings: one larger outer set and one smaller inner set. In each set of bee wings, the large and small wing is connected with uh, hamuli, which are kind of like hooked comb teeth. In order to beat these wings, a bee has muscles that cause its thorax to squeeze in two directions, both up and down, and left and right. The bee alternates these rhythmic thorax pulsations, kind of like how we breathe, but instead of pulling in air, these pulsations cause the bee's wings to beat back and forth. This allows bees to beat their wings very quickly and fly. So here's like a an animation. And like I was saying, it's kind of like they paddle through the air. So it so, says they move their wings extremely fast, around 200 times a second. Yes. And this other thing is saying that they create tiny tornadoes under them. And that's how they fly, which is fucking crazy. Dude. Yeah, scientists used to think that a bee's wings were rigid, making bees kind of like planes that move hard wings up and down. But bee wings are fairly small for their body size. So even at 230 beats per second, rigid wings wouldn't be able to let bees fly. 
So for many years, scientists couldn't understand how it was possible that bees could fly, but then using high quality video that could show the bee wing beats in slow motion, they finally figured it out. Understanding bee wings was, uh, let's just going into a thing. They make quick, short, sweeping motions front and back front and back this motion creates enough lift to make it possible for them to fly and they're they're like slightly flexible so they don't just go up and down like this they go under it creates a vortex and yes yeah. and that's, like i said it's like paddling through water that's what they're and talking about air the... molecules are much different at that size they're able to pull through now if we took a bee and enlarged it it wouldn't be able to to capture that air molecule the same way. It would be interesting to try to make or enlarge or have a bigger. I think, yeah, it would be interesting to try to do replicate that. But do you know how fast to be? It's kind of like a helicopter. Helicopters are still one of those things that even though they know that it can fly, it's still still kind of shocking that it works you know there's a lot of things that are shocking <laughs> that they work yeah like uh do you know how fast a bee is like a western honeybee mm -mm. you can go up to 20 miles an hour that's pretty quick that's why they say don't run from bees you ain't gonna get away from them if they're if they're attacking you you're not gonna if it's a honeybee they're not gonna do anything to you I'm saying if they're attacking you. Yeah. It, there's, there's, and then there's, there's fucking bugs that look like other bugs that fuck you up differently. Do you have a thing about bugs? You just don't like bugs in general? Any, any kind of insect? I'm just not cool with them, man. What about praying mantis though? They look cool. They got oh my the, God. They got the things like the. Let me tell you. Did you get stung by praying mantis or something? One time, like we used to have a lot of praying mantises growing up. In the, in in the, the yard and stuff. Yard yeah. uh, I was wearing jeans. And it was We'd gone outside, come back upstairs in my room. And um, I feel something in my pants. And I'm like, this is a fucking bug in my pants. So I grab it. I grab like the leg of my jeans. Yeah. And I squeeze hard and I don't let go. Because there's a fucking fist-sized thing in there. You can feel it. Yes. Yeah. And so I managed to get my pants off, and that's when I find a fucking praying mantis had crawled up my pants. Did you kill it when you squeezed it? Oh, yeah. Fuck did. Because okay. I was scared as fuck. You're like, ah, you just hold oh, it on to it? Yeah, I can't do it. Mm -mm, mm -mm. How did it get all the way inside your pants? I don't pants? fucking know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't you... know. How, fucking freaks me out. How are you, how are you not praying feeling this? Praying mantises are fucking weird. But they're not sneaky. I saw a video of a praying mantis take down a hummingbird. Yeah, that's an awesome video. Oh my Jesus. Things are weird, man. Things are scary. There's bugs that look like fucking leaves and shit. I think it's I think it's interesting and I think Oh, I'm uh, not saying it's not. It's definitely fucking interesting. Yeah, but you I had like a crazy experience though. So I mean, I could see why you're um freaked out about it, but how I still how did it get up so far? <laughs> I, don't I don't know, know dude. but it was like up towards like the middle of my my um shin. Yeah, dude, that's that's pretty. It, it must have been crawling on the inside of your pants, I guess, because if it was mm -hmm. crawling on your leg, you would have freaked out for sure. So it must have. It was back in the days, and we had the big old baggy jeans. Around. I heard that's in now. Yeah, it is. You know, like millennials growing they up, it back, we, we uh we we were like more into like skinny jeans and shit. Yeah. 
Like no. my generation, nineties, like we were, it was all baggy, everything baggy. Remember big old giant t- Jinkos, uh, t-shirts and stuff. Remember the t-shirts that go all the way down. Oh yeah, like yeah, dude. It was always bigger. Everything was bigger, and then somebody started going skinnier and skinnier, and then the skinny jeans. And mm-hmm. then by the time I was in high school, that's what it was. It was, it was skinny, all skinny jeans, jeans, or like um, leggings and shit were very big. Uh, but now I heard it's, it's like, were you into the skinny jeans? Do you still own a pair of like skinny jeans? So I don't do skinny, but I do slim fit. I like slim fit. So you like it tight on legs, slightly tighter, like just still enough room to breathe in there, but it's not like, and that's the way I always thought. Now I just go regular, but yeah, I'm before not a... it was always for me, it was, it was slim. I liked it like that. Yeah. And, it, and I think mainly because being so short, there's no, and, and being, you know, a wider set individual, um, there's not a lot of jeans that I find that fit my inseam and unless my waist. Unless they're a custom or something. Well, I, that's, you know, I had to sew them like these, these, uh, these pants I'm wearing right now to sew, cuff them up. Yeah, that, that, I have to do that for most of my my yeah. pants. So, but um, for slim fit pants, you can cuff them up. You can just roll them up on the inside or something. Yeah, yeah, and they'll stay because there's not enough room for them to wiggle out. Yeah, yeah, you could do that. We used to staple them. I remember back in the days we stapled their jeans because they if they were too long. Or I would do like safety pins. Safety pins. You know, when I was a kid, I would wear my jeans like until they were fucked, and especially in the rain and stuff, like there would just be a fucking U where my heel would be because the jeans would would flap over my shoe, and then I would end up walking on the back, yeah, back of them, yeah. and then all of a sudden I just deteriorated denim on the back of my pants <laughs> you would see those kids too that they, they that was me because i didn't even afford fucking to buy new pairs of you'd jeans see those or... kids they just chewed the back of their pants from walking <laughs> it was so long that they, i was one of them they had man. a hole right there yeah. Where, yeah yeah i always i always like whoa that's a lot it's a lot of walking on the back of your but I usually have bigger shoes i mean i wear size 14 so i, so my, I started wearing like boots with like some if lift. you wear, if you wear a thicker shoe, it does yeah. catch that extra. And then Dude, I'm fucking starving. I don't even want to drink the whiskey because I know like it's just, I'm not gonna feel good <laughs> and nothing else in my body. All right, what are we at? We at an hour? Yeah, yeah we got this, we man. We over. did it, man. We did we the did first it. one of the we year. We did it. We talked about technology. We talked about some fucking shit. We talked about insects. The, we really did talk about shit. You like insects. I mean, they're definitely <laughs> fascinating, but I don't like them. I don't like them. I get freaked out. There's God's creatures, man. Don't hate them. They're here for a reason. <sighs> to they fuck get, with me. They get shit done. Some of them are good. No, I totally... I get it. I get it. Some of them suck. Yes. Like, scorpions kind of suck. I'm sure they do something good. Oh, they, please don't get me started with scorpions. I don't want to, I don't want to talk about scorpions. <laughs> they're so weird. They are. They're, they're so giant. weird. Think about a, a car-sized scorpion walking around, dude. Scorpions are one of the few creatures on this planet that have been around since the dawn of time. You can see why. They're fucking prehistoric. They're built. They're engineered to... to ju- <sighs> and they glow? Why the fuck do they glow? Why do they glow? I know why they glow, but I don't want to talk about it anymore. 
Cold-blooded. I'm done. done. (laughs) They're cold-blooded. Don't want to. All right. This has been Digital Cortex. Yeah, that's the scorpions. Uh, Yay. Okay, we did it. So many we did it. I, I could just read the names of the of the buttons. You but would think by now you would have like some kind of memory to what they are. Yeah, you think so. You would. What? <laughs> all right, all right. This has been Digital Cortex. Your hosts, Random Styles, Thick hey. Wick, and uh, and that's it. That's it. No more insects. And one smelling salt for the road. Oh Jesus! Oh, we gotta start the the. Oh, yeah. We gotta start the. That's all you, man. I want to oh, do. Oh man, I got like a, a weird feeling when I did that, but I didn't smell anything. But it's like it's almost like my nose and my brain know what I'm about to do. You're killing my anxiety <laughs> by doing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is it? Does it? Do you get more anxiety from from waiting from the anticipation, or from me actually doing it? I think the then, anticipation. Yeah, the anticipation. And then when you force me to do it, and I'm like, <laughs> and I watch you do it, and I'm like, no. But then when you get it done, no. then when you do it, then you feel better. Then you're just done. Uh, who who feels better? I don't feel better. <laughs> I a- feel worse. Yum. I'm not doing Yummy. it. Yummy. You can cap that shit. Alright. I'll do it. Thick wick, random styles. We're out. Yay. Later. Bye.